Hello there. My name is Caitlin Danvers, and I am a home economics professor at Spring Willow Academy. Previously on the rolls we made. Rand Hemlock and Salt had traveled up to the resort town of Gersten's Redoubt during the winter break from Spring Willow Academy to partake in some downhill skiing and enjoyment of the holidays. But while visiting, the group found themselves embroiled in yet another adventure. Arthur, the owner of the Mount Helene Ski Lodge and Resort, bet his business in a downhill snowboarding contest against Ergon Flapston, the owner of the Gersten, the finest resort in town. To assist Arthur, the gang traveled up the mountain to find Corinne, the best boarder on the mountain. Once they found her, they discovered that she was helping a local extraplanar being find its way back home, and she needed to make sure it got home safely. The gang offered to assist her friend get back home so Corinne could race. The extraplanar being did get home, and the gang made sure that the strange scorpion beast that attempted to breach into our world was kept out, while at the same time discovering that some of Ergon's goons had come up the mountain with a magic staff and were seemingly trying to do something to influence the downhill race. It's time for an unmasking on today's episode of The Rolls We Made. Uh, Salt, I imagine you land back on the... Do you land or do you just fly back without them? Uh, I'm flying back. Okay. Um, (laughs) Do you say anything derisive as you fly off? No, I just blow a raspberry. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Salt blows a raspberry at you and then flies effortlessly back to town. It. Flying is what got us into this trouble in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, there. Also, isn't the orb still here? We have to take it Yes, the staff is still here. Yeah, well, let's grab that. Let's, so, grab. Uh, let's pick up after ourselves at the campsite. Yeah, le- hey, you. take only pictures and leave only footprints, huh? Yeah. Let's keep Mount Helene beautiful. <laughs> so you... <laughs> you run over and you grab the, the staff, which uh, Salt had encased in ice. I guess he didn't encase it super good, but you pick up the ice and it's very cold. Um, but you manage to, to get a good handle on it. And then the two of you um, carry it back down the mountain. I, I don't know if it's kind of struck you yet, but y'all just fought like an other dimensional monster and like beat it, which is, I imagine, I some, a pretty cool feeling. I need some hot chocolate. I need some yeah, hot chocolate. I need a grilled cheese. Salt, you get uh, are flying back, and um, that's a fun thing to say. And as you are flying back, you can see that the race is coming to a close. And you see there's that big final jump. Um, Rexon goes for height and he does, you know, roof to roof and Hawaii McTwist and lands it perfectly and everyone cheers. And then Corinne goes up and she goes distance. As she's flying through the air, she does a McTwist, but then she does a second McTwist, which is far more risky because there's less air. <gasps> And then she lands and everyone uh, down in the mountain just goes absolutely buck wild. They're ripping their clothes off. They're, they're, they're ripping their they are off. ripping their clothes off. They're running into the snow. They have hypothermia. Corinne <laughs> is buried with bras and is dead now. 
because she can't breathe through all the bras they threw at her. No, but you see, you see Corinne land this amazing trick, and you fly, you fly and land, and you see that like Arthur and Reggie are already like patting her on the shoulder and and just like saying fucking like amazing jobs. Zeke has has gotten a little tipsy. He's just having a wonderful time. Everyone, everyone is just so excited. This is such a fun regatta. The only person who looks upset, obviously, is Rexon, who puts his helmet on the ground and kicks it. Um, Ow, that's you know, gonna hurt. Like a grumpy kid. Yeah, stupid. And Rexon. then, and then Flapson, uh, who runs up to to Rexton, and it is, uh, it was like, how does this happen? How could you have possibly fucked this up so badly? Oh. Um, and then Rexton is is kind of like, he's kind of a gog. Like he doesn't quite know what to say. Salt, you see those uh, those flunkies run out of the tree line, um, carrying their buddy, um, who is they have to restrain because he went absolutely buck wild when he got shot with the uh, with the staff. What do you want to do? I hmm. um. What did you say, <laughs> dude? Uh, eating. <laughs> You're eating. I'm gonna run for the guy who's behind the other people, Rexon's trainer master thing. And I'm going to grab him by his belt buckles and I'm going to drag him a little bit. Okay. Um, the, the one, so one of the flunkies, you mean? No. Uh, who's the head guy? Flapston? Flapston. Yeah. Yeah. So you run up to Flapston and you reach out and you grab, uh, you grab, I guess like his belt, like the loop of his belt. His belt. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, curiously, Salt, your hand just kind of passes through the belt like it's not there. <gasps> Son of a and, and he and, and he looks incredibly, one, he was, the only reason I didn't make you roll for that is because he was shocked to see you. <laughs> um, especially because you floated in like Peter Pan. Like you have not actually stopped flying. Um, but this is a dreamlike sequence to him right now. <laughs> Flapson is like, what's the meaning of this? And he like shoves you away. Whoa, rude. Hemlock and uh, Ren, I would say that you can arrive at the scene at this time, but you'll be completely out of breath because <laughs> you had to run down here to keep up with her as she flew. I need liquid IV. Corinne has uh, kind of seen the, the commotion and Arthur, her, Arthur and Reggie have walked up and Arthur's like, so Flapson, this is the part where I go in your fucking face. And Flapson's like, like grumbling. And then uh, Corinne walks over to the staff that you guys are holding. And she's like, uh, huh, that's pretty curious. Where'd you guys find that? Uh, well, these well, actually, let, me, let, me, let me correct that. She asked, like, how did it go? That's the first thing she says, I should oh. say. The first thing she says is, how did it go? Did he get home? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, she, e e E.T. E go home. E.T. go home. Oh, thank <laughs> God. Extraplanar <laughs> terrestrial got home. Got it. Um, E.P.T. <laughs> she, uh, she, she breathes like a huge sigh of relief. Um, and like her curly hair is like, matted to her head um but she looks incredibly relieved at this news um and then she notices the stab and she's like uh how did uh what what's what do you got there well these bozos might need to explain it because they were trying to pull some shenanigans mm -hmm. up on the mountain while we were trying to help uh homeboy get back to his uh his his plane of existence so i feel like maybe they were trying to do some trickery with the race yeah, maybe we could pull up one of those weird cameras to see what they do. <laughs> yeah, or potentially we could... I, and then uh, then uh, Flapson goes, wouldn't that be nice? But unfortunately, the cameras aren't working because of the avalanche. And then Zeke goes, no, they're working. 
<laughs> Thanks, Zeke. You got it. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Mayor. There's like a there's like a glass panel by his shop, and he walks up and taps on it, and it shows. Uh, it basically one of the cameras was pointed at the mountainside where you guys were. How convenient. Uh, Zeke's mm. that way. Uh, he uh, he just wanted to kind of have like a nice view. Uh, so he's got a crush on Corinne. He does. Uh, yeah, you see the flunkies go up with their little staff and the blue light. You then get to see Ren run up and just start like wailing on him. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the staff falls to the ground and zaps one of them. And then, and then that one. And then you get to see him like as as before, like he went buck wild and attacked his friends. Corinne goes. So this spell inspired conflict in somebody. That's pretty cool. So you you, ha- you guys were carrying a staff to inspire conflict in people. And she was looking at the uh, at the three flunkies who were just like, eh, it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then Arthur walks up to the staff and is like, hey Reggie, come here real quick. And he's like, you got your uh, you got your butane torch. And then Reggie like Reggie's a chef obviously, so he has like a tool belt of cooking tools. And he reaches out and pulls out like one of those butane torches they use to like heat up the top of sushi. And he burns through the ice really quickly. And as soon as he uh, as soon as he does that, um, he reaches down to touch the staff, and then the staff kind of recoils at his touch and flies towards Flapston, Uh-oh. who uh, reaches out and just grabs it instinctively. And then he goes, uh. "Ah, beans." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, red handed <laughs> staff handed it's uh, like you've got a staff infection and then ooh, and then uh, Arthur says I knew you were cheating flaps and I knew I wouldn't bet my business unless I was under the effect of magic that doesn't make any sense that's why we live in this fantasy world in order to justify such ridiculous shows of emotion and behavior you cast a spell on me like that song you know the one <laughs> Got anybody? He turns the whole nope. crowd. Anyone? No? Yeah. That's cool. Anyway, you're under. That's it. Flapson, I'm going to put you under citizen's arrest. And then Zeke says, You got it, Mr. Bear. <laughs> and he walks up Zeke. and. Uh, I want to see Zeke just like cattle prod. Zeke is. <laughs> yeah, you got it, Mr. Bear. Zeke walks up and he's fucking obviously jacked. And I think I said Zeke was a gnome, which is pretty cool to see. Uh, he runs up and he, he just he grabs uh, Flapson and puts him in an arm lock. Um, and as he does so, um, his hands pass through Flapston's arms. And then Zeke goes, uh-huh, a tricky one, eh? Well, how about this? Zeke, Zeke pulls out like a small whistle that he keeps in his pocket. And he blows into it. And out of nowhere come two figures, large in stature. One of them is a bear mixed with a beluga whale. What? So the head is like a whale's head, but it has a furry body. That's weird. <laughs> I don't like that. Does it have a neck? Is it just looking I up? Mean, dude, I mean, it has <laughs> constantly looking up. Well, no, it has a neck like how a bear has a neck, but the head part is whale. Okay. Well, I mean, um, like the eyes are on the side, so even if it was pointed straight up, it would only, you have to throw the food in the air for it to eat it. And, uh, and then the other one is, well, you know this one. It's one of our favorites. It's a it's a cat mixed with a mouse. No. Oh. And Zeke says, uh, Officer, Officer Mopsy the mouse cat. Officer Barney the bear whale. Place this thing under arrest. Oh, my God. Were they deep in undercover this whole time? <laughs> Leller's always got to protect his investments. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, uh, and then, uh, Mopsy goes, you got it, Officer Zeke. You're under arrest. And then they walk up to, um, they walk up to Flapstone and their hands go out to grab him. Whatever sort of glamour he was using to kind of keep himself, uh, not visible, um, it shuts off as they get, as these two get close and we see, uh, that Flapston was actually like a humanoid sized orb with a giant eye in it with a lot of eye stalks and a big fangy mouth. Gross. Um, what? He is a beholder. And they both come up and they say, you're going back to the infernal realm of Avernus. That's where you belong. And then uh, Flapsy goes, what? You're telling me that Leonard can make moves on this plane and I can't? This is absurd. And they're dragging him away. Which is kind of weird because he's floating, but they're dragging him away. Uh, Bye. See you in Bye. six to eight years, asshole. And then, uh, and then everyone like does that thing in an '80s movie. They leap in the air because they're excited and happy. <laughs> um, and Zeke says, uh, "Thanks, thanks a lot, Mister Mayor. Yeah, you know, I've been deep undercover trying to hunt down uh, this this rival beholder, but now that he's gone, we can really let Gerson's Street out flourish. Isn't that right, everybody?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And uh, and. Uh, Reggie gives Arthur like a big old hug, and then uh, you guys are kiss, kiss, kiss. Well, kiss. of course they kiss. Oh, they're married. So, <laughs> I mean, don't make it weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you guys are doing that. It's weird. Your your friends and loved ones come up to to talk to you. I mean, well, obviously, you know the people you've met thus far. Um, Karen is is really excited to to know that uh, the creature got got back to its home. Um, and I think actually she runs up to you, Salt, and just starts asking you a bunch of questions. But before she has a chance to kind of get a word in edgewise, like your your mom walks up to you and, and kind of like, I think she sort of knows that you were doing something buck wild, both because you're hurt and also because you cast fly on yourself. <laughs> um, so she's kind of like nodding approvingly. Um, that's, that's your tell. Oh, she's flying. Uh, she's flying. She must have been uh, up something. Ren, your, your dad is there. Um, he, he's, he's run up to you with a with a with a pickle jar that has a for whatever reason a first aid symbol <laughs> on it he solves, his, he solves his problems with food i mean that's yeah that's the kind of guy he is you could tell in his body type yeah and then uh, and then hemlock uh your your sister kind of walks up to you and she's like you i did have i have the bags packed but i guess i guess we don't i guess we don't need to i guess we don't need to flee town right now <laughs> yeah i think we could stick around for a little while cool sis. Cool. I like I like the sound of that because guess what? Turns out did some numbers and we kind of need to do some magic uh, here in order to uh, make the old ends meet. Um, so Where did all of our money go? I thought we had a lot of money. Yeah. Breaking it in hand over fist. What was going on there? Mm, about that. Uh, and then and then uh, she she kind of runs away. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> There's I a Lillard's game of madness of her. <laughs> There's a Lillard's game corner. Yeah, you guys uh you guys have completed the uh you've completed the fun. Uh, ski trip arc. Yay. So good old nice. job. Do we get anything cool besides well, like memories and friendship? You'll get some cool stuff uh, for sure. I'll talk about this. <laughs> so it's it's it, there's there's a huge celebration. Everyone's uh, really excited and happy. The regatta is like a huge event, um, and it it's like the end of Star Wars. Yeah, it's at the end of Star Wars. Um, it coincides with the end of y with with Yule with the end of Yule. Um, so it, everyone they have like a big feast, and obviously like you three are. are taken back to have like a big nice meal and it is now um the next uh it is the next day and it is um it is basically the eve of yule um which is basically you know 
like Christmas Eve, and which for us in real life is not even close. We missed it by a week or so. But um, either way, if you guys recall, uh, prior to coming up to uh, the Mount Helene Ski Lodge and Resort, you picked up some gifts for people. Nice. Um, and so if you want, we can do the, the fun scenes where you guys uh, you guys provide um, uh, families and loved ones. So who would like to give their, their gift? Um, I mean, I'll step up to the plate. Okay. Okay. And give my dad his, his I think I got him canning stuff. You got him a very fancy set of uh, canning supplies um, for, for pickling. Um, yeah, for pickling. Yeah, so that's, that's where we'll start there. So, um, so... You come out of your um, of your bedroom. You and your dad got put up in a nice suite for uh, for helping you know for helping save the, the lodge. Obviously, oh sweet! Almost made me forget my mom's in the hospital still. Don't even worry. I will never let you forget that. <laughs> you walk out and see that your dad is already like hard at work putting together like a really a really good holiday meal, which is which is kind of surprising because you know that like the the lodge is going to have a meal as well. But I think he just really wanted to. He just really wanted to cook and he's pulling out, you know, like a big, I don't know, like a roast beef out of the, out of the oven and he's taking a look at it and he's like, nope, nope, nope. And he kind of puts it back in. Um, and then he turns to see you with your little, your, your, your box and he goes like, oh, hey dear, what, what do you got there? Oh, hey, um, you know, I'm not like the best at giving gifts. So, uh, here you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. would you wrap? Well, is it wrapped? Um, it's, I'm going to say it's in like the bag that I bought, (laughs) but the bottom of the bag, the price is scratched out (laughs) and I put some like tissue paper in it. Okay. He's like, okay, cool. And he's like, wow, you got, wow. And he, uh, he pulls the tissue paper and he, he lifts out, uh, the, the box and he looks at it and, and you see like. Like you, you see like tears welling up in his eyes. Like he's so, he's so, he's like, dear, you, you got me a, a real canning set. Like the big boy chefs have. Yeah, it's like the big, like the shows we watch. Like, yeah. the, like the shows, like, yeah. Like when we go into town and go to a play where they do canning for some reason. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> I was able to get you something really nice. Cause uh, I only really had to get one gift this year. It's <laughs> where the money went. I don't know why you're. <laughs> Giving him sass about that, you didn't do it. <laughs> um, he uh, he kind of like he kind of like hugs the box a little bit and kind of sets it down. And uh, he still he still his his eyes are kind of welling up and he's like, "Wow, Ren, you're um, this is uh, this is really nice. You know, I I I, I was gonna get well, I guess I will get. I got I got you something. I got you something too. Oh, you did. Uh, and he he uh, he walks over to the um. So basically the suite has like a, the kitchen area, like where he is and where you are right now. That's like a, got a table with like a, like an island. And he walks out of the kitchen to like behind like a little, basically like a counter where you would sit at while someone was cooking. Um, and he reaches out from under there and he pulls out uh, a small um, black box um, and he walks it back over to you. And it's an Xbox Series X. It's an Xbox Series X. Yeah. He was able, he stood in line at Best Buy for like three days. It was absurd. He... He was really tired at the end. No, um, he hands you the the box and um, uh, ran it. You as you hold it in your hand, it feels um, it feels kind of it, it feels like there's something in it, but it's not very heavy, whatever it is. And he and then uh, he goes, um, "So listen, uh, you're well uh, with everything that's going on. I, 
there's, there's a, you're going through a lot, and um, oh, you noticed. Ob- obviously, like uh, you know, you're you're getting older, and 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 if there's one thing that that I know about you that that I appreciate is is how independent you are, and and how how strong you're being through all of this. I mean, I know you, I know you kind of goofed on me with with mom being in the being in the, you know, but uh, but it's um. It's really amazing to see that you're keeping your chin up. Uh, and uh, and he says, and then he, he and then he, he kind of he puts his hand on your hand as you hold the box, and he's like, uh, "I want you to know that even though it's it's really tough right now, that I well I see how mature you're being, and I I trust you with these." And then um, oh. and then Ren, uh, do you open the box? Hell yeah, I opened the box. Now I'm I'm inside at the bit. Inside the box is a small um like tassel and at the end of the tassel is a key ring and on it is a key and you recognize the key because it is the spare key to the family's arcanist station Uh wagon now you can only use it at night when i'm home making pickles with my new pickling (laughs) set but honey if you need to go somewhere now you can and then he gives you like a great big hug Aww. Um, so that was sweet. So congratulations. So Ren, now you have access to a car. <laughs> wheels. Nice. Let's go get some beers. Get I some, mean, let's get some beers. Let's. Cruise. We're gonna get some beer. Now we get, can we get rid of that motorcycle we hit? The pooter scooter. Yeah, it's the, it's the kind of hiding behind. You never a, know when we need it. We might need to have a whole cadre of people. It's going still something. there. Yeah, that's true. It's still there. Yeah. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Jojo the Dungeon Master. Hey everybody, it's Jojo the Dungeon Master for the roles we made because the real podcast were the roles we made along the way. Thank you for joining us on episode 43, the finale of the ski trip. Huh, yeah, what do you know? I didn't call the ski trip episode six the finale. Yep, this is the finale. And it's quite a finale. There's a nice unmasking and we get to see the gang have some fun with family and deliver those gifts that they got six weeks ago um so that's very fun this 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 episode was great and it was a it was a really fun way to cap off the holidays for us the gang as we've been recording we've been recording at a distance because the world is uh the world is buck wild as as you all well know um but it was really fun to be able to kind of uh have something to, to keep us, you know, going, keep us happy, keep us together. And that's what this game has really become over this uh, this long quarantine that we've been a part of. Uh, once a week, we get to feel like we're still good buddies, and gosh almighty, we love that. Um, we have luckily managed to kind of build ourselves up a very tiny backlog of episodes. Um, so I know I said that this week was going to be patch day, but actually it's going to be next week's episode is the patch day, and that patch day is going to be pretty amazing because we do some uh, some changes to the game that honestly we should have decided on at the start and I don't know if the next episode is going to be a bonus that should be played before everything else or should it show up at episode 43 no idea uh, but in the meantime uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us and let's get to the ad Everybody, the rolls we made is brought to you by LegendCraft.ca. LegendCraft is a Canadian woodworking business that specializes in making cool, nerdy furniture for all your tabletop 
games. You can head on over to legendcraft.ca and check out some of the cool products that they have available. Their store isn't 100% open right now, mostly because they just opened up a Kickstarter that was fully funded within, uh, well, <laughs> within a few days, which is super awesome. Uh, the Kickstarter was for their Magnet Tracker, which they are very busy producing right now. The Magnet Tracker is a steel core uh, like covered with wooden veneer that allows you to track your spells or health for tabletop games. And it's super cool and beautiful and nice. And right now they're hard at work building them, but you can go check out Legendcraft to see all the stuff that they have available. So when their store opens up, you can be ready. You can sign up to be notified. And once they're opened up again, you can pick yourself out a lot of cool, neat stuff, including designing your own gaming table, which is going to have legs and spots to hold models and a spot to hold your iPad, all kinds of cool stuff. And if you use the offer code rolls are made at checkout, you'll be able to get 5% off your order and you'll support this show. So go check out our sponsor, Legendcraft. They appreciate it. We appreciate it. And hey, start your own legend. Oh, geez, Louise. This is the part of the show where I have to remember all the important like bookkeeping stuff to remember. Uh, if you love the show, the easiest way that you can support us is by listening to a bunch of episodes and after that, telling your friends. Word of mouth is pretty much the only way that we've ever gotten anyone to listen to this show. It's what we need in order to grow and we're trusting that if we make a good product, people will come. So uh, tell your friends and just take their phone from them and be like, hey, I think you'd like this podcast I listened to and download a bunch of episodes to it. Let them listen to it and they will appreciate it i am sure uh we are also just one piece of a large number of comedy products um danielle jeff and i do a podcast where you review goosebumps books and it's really really funny and it's called geese bumps available anywhere podcasts can be found and if you want to hear us play video games you can check out youtube.com slash jojo has fun and you can watch us play uh goofy video games wrong it's a really good time our next episode is going to come out on January 22nd. And I think that covers all of our important announcements aside from, hey, uh, I love you and you matter. And ugh, gosh, um, and it's so great to see you. And I really appreciate you. And uh, thank you very much for, you know, being in my life. It's wonderful. Have a good day. I'll go next. Okay. Uh, so you got a weight set for uh, for Jelson. Yeah, I did. That's what you got. Mm -hmm. um, so Jelson's family, I guess maybe you knew this. Maybe you didn't. I don't know. They they were going to come up to, to Gerson's readout as well. And they got there on the eve of Yule. Um, they're only staying for a couple nights. So um, you and Jelson uh, meet up. Um, and he is wearing like a big, big, puffy sweatshirt, which if you remember how big Jelson is, it's a big, big sweatshirt. Um, and you, uh, you go up to Jelson and he goes, uh, Oh, Hey bro. And he, hold, he holds out, he holds out the bones for you. Yeah. Bones it, bro. He, he bones it. And then he, and then it, and then it erupts into a, just a tremendous bear hug because that's, that's, uh, that's, that's Jelson's love language yeah. bones. And then big old hug that, that crushes like your insides. Um, and then he sets you down. Wow, man. So how, how's it been up here? How's been your shows and stuff? Why do you look oh, so man. hurt? You look really hurt, bro. It's showbiz, Jelson. You wouldn't believe showbiz. I wouldn't believe showbiz. You're right. Dang it.
Um, so what 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 you what you got there? And he's pointing to uh, to the the. Did you wrap your gift? Uh, I did, but very poorly. That seems to be the theme. Uh, so it's in, it's in like newspaper. <laughs> the that dead media. So what? Like you wrapped it up like like a fish from the market. Yeah, like a fish from the market. Like I tried to get my sister to help me, but she doesn't know she how to wrap either. She wouldn't bother. Yeah, neither of us know how to. So it's got a lot. Of, there's a lot of tape on it. Just like a lot of tape. I think we said this was an, an enchanted weight set, so it really doesn't. It does. It's kind of unassuming. Um, he, you hand Jelson the uh, the weight set, and uh, he he picks it up, and he goes, uh, "Okay." And even though you you know you wrapped it very securely with just like. His thumb and index finger, he rips this thing apart. Of course. Um, and he pulls it out and he's like, wow, you got me an Uber Hercules brand magic weight set. Hell yeah, I did. Dude. Uber Hercules yeah. is stronger than regular Hercules. Everyone in fantasy worlds knows this. <laughs> um, and he reaches up and he presses a, a, a button on it, on the, on the weight set. And the weight set kind of glows like a mystical light. And then he kind of kind of like, he looks like it's a little like it's a little harder for him to hold and he's like okay and then he presses it again and then you can see like you see like all the veins in his arm immediately show up as he's holding it and he's like whoa all right and then he presses it <laughs> once one more again and then as he presses it one more again the weight set immediately like he keeps a grip on it but it it comes and hits the ground and leaves like a dent in it and he's like uh, oh geez oh geez and he presses it back down to when it's light and he's like i'm imagining you're doing this in like the cafeteria area like yeah it's in like the common area um when that happens like some of the workers glance over to see the crack in the tile and then chelson's like uh, it was uh, it will birds huh <laughs> then he runs <laughs> <laughs> yeah he runs uh, but he meets he meets up back up with you in a few minutes and he's like uh thanks thanks hemlock this is well this is really sweet man i, I really appreciate it and then yeah. um he puts uh he puts the the big uh white set into his pocket because he's a big boy he can do that yeah. uh and he's like i got you something as well and then he uh reaches into uh into his uh other pocket and pulls out kind of like a kind of like a a, a smaller box um maybe about uh i would say about the size of like um like a box you would keep like a like a game controller in like so okay so he hands that to you all right um i i, I open it gingerly is it wrapped yeah it's wrapped it's kind of it's kind of got like a plain white wrapper with like a red bow i i mean it's very I, traditional with his wrapping i try to unwrap it in that way that like you see like aunts and moms do where they like they think they're going to reuse the wrapping paper later on oh and God. they're probably not going to ever but they, they're taking their time like undoing the tape and making it still look like nice and presentable because i don't know how to wrap so ren and salt can expect this wrapping paper sometime in the future for something yeah you'll see this in the future at some point that's great um oh, lord so you you unwrap the the package and inside there is uh a deck of um basically what you know to be trick cards like for, for card tricks um because most of your magic is like sleight of hand and type stuff this is like if you wanted to actually do like really awesome amazing card tricks there's these very elaborate very um very good looking like like a lot of care was put into like painting all the designs on these like really really nice gilded edged um magic playing cards and they have awesome. they have a, and you pick them up and I, I guess hemlock would just know they have like a good weight like yeah. they feel good I, um, I flip them around, you know. I do the, the, the that thing. Yeah, I do the you shuffle them. Yeah, <laughs> you you the word you were looking for was shuffle. 
that thing right that there. Thing. Yeah. You know that. Jelson, uh, he's like, so what, what do you think? Is it, is it cool? Do you like it? Is it cool? This is fantastic, my dude. Yes. I, I, I love it. I'm happy we're spending this time together because I feel like I haven't seen you in two arcs. Uh, you haven't had. You've been, real, you've been real busy, man. You know, yeah. so, so, and so have I. Yeah. And I just, I'm glad that we can, we can, you know, enjoy the Yule together. And yeah, I'm just, I'm glad you're here, buddy. I'm glad that, I'm glad that you're here. Jelson kind of, kind of smiles. And um, he sits, uh, he kind of sits and I think Reggie at this point brings you to like two big mugs of hot cocoa. As yeah, you guys are kind of like, is probably enormous. It's though, big. Right? It's a big mug. I guess you guys kind of catch up. I guess, yeah, you haven't really yeah. seen much of Jelson. Well, I got a lot to tell about what's been happening up here. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jelson kind of kind of goes over what's been going on. Like, you, you tell him the story, like your big adventure, and he's like, he, he loves hearing about your fun adventure fighting yeah. a scorpion. He probably thinks I'm lying about most of it. You no, know, <laughs> I think he believes you. I think he knows okay. you're, you're, you, you and what you I'm and the gang the get up to. And then he goes, uh, well, that's that's really cool. You know, you know what I've been up to lately, my dude, is uh, I've been uh, I've been I've been working real hard on like my on like my gains because I've been because I do sport. Did you know I do sports? I do. Sport. I, I do know that's a thing that you do do. Yes. Well, I'm getting I'm getting. Uh, you said do do. I know that's for uh, you. Yeah, I they I've been getting scouted by uh oh some of the by some scorch ball by some bigger scorch ball teams. Yes, all the way all the way from Nevity. So I've been you know been really really focused and I don't know like. It's kind of weird, man. Like, in, you know, in a couple months, like we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be out of here. We're gonna be out of out of Spring Willow. And what are, what do you have you have you thought about that yet, man? Have you thought about what you're gonna what you're gonna do when when we're all done here? I honestly, Jelson, I'm not gonna lie. School stuff is in the far back of my mind with everything that's been happening. I guess I need to, I guess I need to think about that. No, I haven't given it much thought. I don't really know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Well, I get you. Yeah, it's. Sneaks up on you, and uh, Jelson uh, Jelson kind of crosses his arms and turns back his his cocoa that's on the on the counter, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Jelson goes. Um, I, I think about you know what life was like where I, where I grew up, like you know back in the barbarian tribe I grew up in, which was pretty right. pretty. You know that. That's why Stark I'm so, contrast. I'm so big. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's. I didn't give any thought to what life would be like when I was like in school, and and now it's now it's come round again. I thought I had everything all figured out, my dude. And, well, I mean, you've got, you, no matter what, here's what I think, Chelsea. No matter what, whatever you choose or wherever life takes you, it's going to be good. Because you're a good guy. And also you're enormous and very muscular. Well, well, thank you. I am very uh, enormous and very muscular. And you are not those things. And, and no. you, but you are also a, a, uh, a very, a very good guy. Oh, thanks, bud. Yep. Uh, we're we're going to be, you know what? We're going to be okay. He says, yeah, I think we are. I don't know what happens next. Hemlock, you tell me what happens next here. Um, I think I've, I've kind of, I'm kind of curious in the same way that Ren is like, is there like, does, does Hemlock like Jelson? I had gathered that from our like episode one. Yeah. I, I think I kind of just sort of like lean against him, like kind of, kind of cutely. Okay. Yeah. You, you cutely lean against him. And I would say that he kind of brings his, his uh, arm around you and uh, just kind of like, gives you like a like a nice like a nice like an embrace um and then as he's hugging you he reaches over and grabs your your hot cocoa and starts drinking <laughs> dude so i'm thirsty dog like these are heavy <laughs> um and i think he just you guys are already on that level and i think you guys just kind of have a nice evening just kind of hanging out this is danielle's part it was recorded on a different day because no, it wasn't 
That's lies. Uh, it was recorded on the same day, obviously. Yes. It's totally right the now. same day. Yeah. We're live. We are live in living color. Richard is is throwing a big party for his rich friends and Landra in the. Yeah, Kirsten. his name's not Richard for for no reason. Yep, because uh, he's very rich. Isn't exactly. It? Yeah, he's Richard. Um, so, are you? What are you doing on this day? Like, are you partaking in the party? Are you? What What are you up to? I am circulating among various parties. And I'm doing recon. You're 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 literally crashing Yule parties. Fool! I do what I want. What 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 kind of party would you hope to find? I'm looking for potential minions. So uh, I'm looking for the ones who are outcast and angry. You you, you don't stick around the Gersten parties very long. I don't. No, know. Pff, no. They're too parties. Parties. You go to the the seedier parts of this lovely mountain. That's right. I slum it a little. Yeah. You slum it a little. Yeah. Yeah. Which um which actually is not. Super difficult to do. This this town is uh, the the workers live in the town. So like there are like some neighborhoods and like some some I wouldn't call them tenements, but lar- larger buildings where people live like a, like apartments, but not like super great ones. Uh, you wa- you basically you come to this small neighborhood where there's a bunch of like low thatched houses, and you come to this large building. Mm. It's decked out in Yule accoutrement. I don't know that I've really described what the what the if you were in town and you had like a Yule tree, it would be made out of like metal or aluminum. It would look like it was covered in frost. Oh, up shame. here, they don't really have to do that because um you know it snows up here. So a lot of the trees are done up with ribbons and and bells and, and just these really nice like like upon closer inspection, it looks like it may have just been like scrap cloth that was close to the right color, but it looks really you know it looks like someone really tried. And there's definitely like a straw goat effigy, right? That that people are going to light on fire at some point. Yeah, there is a straw goat effigy. Big old straw goat. Yeah, they, every year they, they burn a, an effigy of Sam Hain to kind of yep. get rid of their, you know, get rid of their negativity. Clear, clear the they, he, re- he returns to the astral plane with the negativity that they burn him. That's right, and they with. are free. Uh, they don't. They don't say this, but it's it's sort of like everyone has to concentrate on something they were really upset about over the mm-hmm. year, and then someone and then light secretly lights it on fire, and yeah. the thought is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Oh yeah, Sam Hain obviously is burning because I'm so upset huh. about yeah, that." Yeah, let's do this. And then, let's can, go. then you can take that negativity away. But really, yes. it was just like you know, your dad had a lighter, but that's not as exciting. Yeah, but you that's know, not the. It, that's not the. That is not the miracle of Yule. That's right. We gotta live it up a little. Gotta amp it up. You're disguised, I'm assuming, right? You're just you're kind of in like not. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm blending in, man. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're kind of just dressed like what you think a normal person would be dressed like. <laughs> like a, so a, I'm wearing a tuxedo. Yes, I, I would imagine actually you're probably wearing a sweatshirt. Your hair probably isn't super elaborate. Like maybe you're wearing a hat. Like, yeah, like probably a, probably a nice hat. You really are slumming it, like like how yeah, rich yeah, kids do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm like smacking on some gum. So you don't have to talk. That's smart. Right. Because then right. you will be instantly revealed with your fucking <laughs> fancy Southern Bell accent. <laughs> like everyone has their doors open so you can kind of like move from one gathering to another. It looks like Fools. it's looked like this whole apartment building is just like one big celebration for everybody who happens to live there. Egypt. And you see a lot of people gathered for for very modest meals. Uh, most of them are sort of like um, bread and and like maybe like some ramen. Kind of, what's that? Ramen? No, no, they don't have ramen. But it's more like bread and like like porridge or oatmeal. 
Um, no, ramen's too so, elaborate. You're right. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't necessarily have that. But it's like some stuff you would eat in bowls. Yeah, stuff that not, smushes in your mouth. It's Yule like porridges and puddings are big at yule so it's not like i mean huge it's not it's like it's it's the food you would eat at yule but it's not like expensive you know what it's I mean? the food you eat when you're missing teeth right right because yule's for everybody yes exactly um, and as you go th- as you're going through this you see that a lot of people are most of the apartments you're walking past the doors they seem to have like uh yule trees with maybe one or two gifts under them but not many like it doesn't look like people are taking part in the more materialist aspects mm-hmm. of of this holiday it seems more just like it's about togetherness um and as you're walking through you see um you see someone walking past you and it's just a, a person in the town, but you see that they're carrying like these, um, it, it looks like a Triffin. You know what a Triffin box is? I do not. A Triffin box is a series of uh, interconnected, like they look like Tupperware, um, but they're typically made of metal. Um, mm-hmm. These ones are made of glass and you can see in them and inside them, it looks like there's a bunch, like it's several chambers that are each containing, like it almost looks like a tower of Tupperware that's kind of stuck together with like a rail. Um, Whoa. it's kind of like a bento, like a vertical bento box. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, they have it and they're carrying it and it's in like a, like a plastic bag as well. Like they got it from something official. Mm -hmm. Um, and as you're walking through, you notice that and you notice a couple of people, uh, having those, uh, those Triffin boxes. Um, what do you want to do? I, I, I would like to touch one. Uh, touch one, what? One of the boxes? Okay. One of the people's coming by and um, I think you kind of just hold out a hand mm-hmm. and uh, they, they, I mean, you grab the box. I don't think they're noticing you because they're trying to get back to their family or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> oh, hi. Hello. Okay. Um, Hello, governor. Hi. Uh, How's it? It's fine. Um, I touch your box. We just met. So I don't know if that's. Totally well. Are you, I mean, are you, are you hungry? You like, will. did you want some, did you want some of the porridge or no no i just i just wanted to i wanted to experience a touch in a box so he so the this person they hold up their little triffin and uh you can you can put hands on it (laughs) (laughs) you have my blessing oh shit i mean you have a governor you have my blessing so yeah so you touch the box and it's it's just, you know, it feels like you're touching a lukewarm Tupperware with sleep in it. <laughs> oh, delicious. I don't know what you were planning on that one. <laughs> you um, know, just making some sensual contact. And then the the person takes the pulls the box back and is like, "So great. Um happy Yule." All right. Uh if you happy if, Yule. if you're hungry, there's they're handing out more. I think they still got some left. And then they they keep they keep walking. Ta-ra. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> uh what do you want to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow them and see where they're getting their special sauce. Um, you follow one of the people who is, it looks just like a parent just leaving to go get their, uh, you follow them into this, uh, this courtyard area. Um, this apartment building is sort of like a big box with like a center area. And um, you can see like um, clothes lines running between different, uh, different apartments. And they're, the clothes are kind of like, they're not flapping in the wind, obviously, because it's a building, but you can see they're like, they're gently waving. And then in the center of this space is the, a, a goat statue of Sam Hain that doesn't look Hell like yeah. it's been burned yet. Um, but there are people who are gathered. And then, uh, 
off to one side. I mean, there's an entrance into the, like there's four entrances into the apartment, obviously, because the building's a square. Mm-hmm. Um, but off near one of them is a tent set up, um, like, a, like a white tent that you would set up at like a park or something. And under the tent is a couple of tables where there are people who are dressed in these, uh, like the, it looked like these grayish white uniforms. Okay. People are coming up. The people behind the counter reach underneath it and they pull out a Triffin box and they hand it to them. Um, and it looks like a line has uh, has formed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to do? I, I want to case the joint. I want to. I I I feel like no one can be generous like this. This is a setup. They're doing something. They're smuggling drugs in those Triffin boxes. I know it. This is very salt. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, roll plus investigation. Hmm. I'm intrigued. Am I gonna get in on get in on the drug trade? We'll find out, won't we? Eleven plus fifty. No. <laughs> uh, plus investigation five. So um, you can set so sixteen. Yeah. That's you can you can hold uh, two from investigative mystery, and I'll give you one. And the one I will give you is who or what is it? As you are kind of, you're casing the joint, so you're kind of like standing off to the side, kind of observing as people go up and get this uh, this stuff. And you see like one of the people who is handing the food out, they have like, you know, these these gray and white uniforms, they're like coats, and one of them has undone their coat a little bit, and you can see like the shirt underneath. Um, and underneath is a symbol. And the symbol underneath is a, it looks like a hook and a basket. It looks like a, like a fishing hook um, and uh, a basket, uh-huh. like right next to each other. Evil. Uh, no, actually. You, mm. Um, mm. you recognize that symbol. It's like a, the hook and basket was a, was a term, like Celestian soldiers and stuff who kind of like lost their commission, but still wanted to do good works. Uh, uh. They, they, were joined a a group called the Hook and Basket, which was this. <laughs> that's what it was called. Okay, it's a cult. The, it's no, a cult. well, it's it's, it, they call it the Order of the Hook. Well, I mean, you can do a spout lore to find out, um, but you also <laughs> have another one from Investigative Mystery. So you have what happened, what is going to happen, what is useful or valuable, what is being concealed. I think uh, what's being concealed. What is being concealed here? is you notice that um once you walked in here like there's there's four different people behind this counter and after a few seconds like you you notice like they're all coming out and talking to people as they come up like they're it's almost like they're taking turns since you've been out here you've only seen three of them but you know there's four people in this in this uh in this little tent area handing stuff haha they're making tiferet boxes out of the fourth person that's possible. Yes. Yeah. Given yes, what I've pre- given what I've provided you, that is a possible scenario. That is most likely scenario. Yes. Yes. The, the crowd is starting to, you know, you've been watching this for a little while. It looks like that things are starting to kind of thin out a little bit. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe they're running out of food, or maybe an IP, they've delivered everything. Uh, well, I would like to uh, disguise myself in one of these lovely, uh, attractive hook and basket shirts underneath a bland coat thing okay uh, um i'm not gonna make you roll for this because no one would notice you kind of walk <laughs> off to the side somewhere where no one can see you and you you quickly 
change your glamour to look like yeah. one of the hook and uh, basket people, which isn't hard. You've you've observed their outfits, so you know what they look like. And you uh, you kind of just walk up to the the tent, and you just kind of I imagine just kind of do you want to just like stroll in? Yep. Uh, make a charisma check. All right. Just straight up charisma plus charisma. Nine plus six. Oh no, that's a saving throw. Nine plus three. So twelve. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Yeah, you kind of just walk <laughs> walk in. You you walk with confidence. No no one who's working behind here kind of like takes too much notice of you. And when you get back here, it's just kind of like what you thought it would be. There's underneath the counter. It looks like there's a bunch of these triffin boxes kind of sitting on a thing to keep them warm, like a small like pad. Like a metal pad that's mm-hmm. kind of like keeping everything warm down there, like a hot plate almost. Um, and you also notice that there is kind of like a back area where the tent is uh, closed off. You know, like, oh, that's probably where they're cooking stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to mm-hmm. do? I would like to go back there because I know that Swilent Green is people. Okay, you go back there and they cut your head off and <laughs> you're, processed. you're processed into a bar. That's fair. That is fair. It's delicious. <laughs> Um, it tastes like soy. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it tastes like bitterness and salt. That's that's well, that's what you're made of. Uh, <laughs> no, um, you get back there and you see, you smell it first. It's the smell of of this porridge. Um, and as you take a step back, you you step in uh, something wet, and you see yeah. like a huge pot of this porridge fell to the ground. Oh. And the the fourth person who you who you saw when you walked in and who you haven't seen thus far, um, they are in there cleaning it up. Uh-huh. Um, and you can see them from the back now. It is a her hair is done up in like a hairnet, and she her back is turned to you. She's just cleaning, um, just like kind of like doing her best with like a dust broom <laughs> and like a rag. It sucks. <laughs> it is a real fucking mess back here. <laughs> Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, Oi, mate. What, what, what's, what is happening? Um, says I. Says you. <laughs> um, and the, the person who's cleaning says, um, just the pot fell. It's, it's, it's not a big deal. We still have plenty. And then she uh, kind of turns to look at you. I'm not going to just let you choose this. I need this to be a roll. Okay. Um, Roll straight up and down. Um, this is basically like a heads or tails. Okay. On an eleven to twenty, you remembered to change your fit your face appearance. <laughs> On a ten or lower, you did not. Okay. So go ahead and roll. Seven. Shit. You did Fuck. not change God your face appearance. It. You're just salt in the outfit. <sighs> um, and when you turn, um, you see. When this person turns, it is uh, it is Naya. It is your mother, Naya. Um, Oops. And she Thought makes go. she makes eye, <laughs> eye contact <laughs> with you. And I don't think your uh, your little disguise changes because she's looking at you because like the part of your disguise that she has pierced through is just your face. <laughs> um, although technically speaking, she knows you're not a member of the Hook and Basket. But <laughs> I don't Surprise! think. Surprise! Yep. I'm a new member. Um, she turns and she like slips and falls like falls down like surprised um, oh damn at seeing all right you. um and she's like salt uh sorry and she she stands up to her full height 
And like, and as as she does so, you realize kind of how small this space is. Like, <laughs> she's, an, she's an intimidating frame. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of like brushing herself off because there's porridge on her now. And uh, she kind of she kind of looks at you nervous. And she's like, "What what are you what are you doing back here?" I am investigating. You don't need to have the accent anymore. We both know that that's not how you talk. What are you investigating? I think that y'all are up to something. I don't trust you. Uh, Salt, we're not up to anything. We're, we're just, we're handing food out. That's, that's No one does that. Well, uh, we do. We do every year we hand out food. Take here. me to your leader. Okay. Um, and she, she walks <laughs> to the front, like past you. And she's like, Jeremy. <laughs> and uh, this guy walks back. Um, he kind of has like tousled brown hair and like a big dimple. And he walks up and he's like, yes, Naya. And then he sees you and he's like, oh, hello, uh, new friend. Are you here to help volunteer with us today? Yeah. Uh, oi, Gov, yeah. And Naya sees you do that and she kind of <laughs> shakes her head and she goes, um, yeah, she wants to help, I guess. And he's like, good. Did you bring your own spoon? Oh, you know it. Well, perfect. Does Saul have a spoon? I am. Let's see. Is there anything in my bag that could. <laughs> I have a small knife. I could attempt to. Yeah, you know what? Food. I like that. I like. <laughs> I think that's fine. <laughs> Um, he's like, all right, perfect. Well, I'll set you up back here. And then he walks over and, and pulls out like a big thing of uh, empty Triffin boxes. And he basically says like, all right, uh, well, I'll leave you to it. Get to work. And uh, Naya's kind of watching you surprised. And um, <laughs> she's just like, Salt, do you really want to work back here? Not at all. That's what I thought. Um, listen, why don't you just kind of wait for a little while I'll, I'll be done here as soon as i finish cleaning this up i can i can take off early i think i'll help you clean up okay um yeah you help uh you you reluctantly i'm sure reluctantly <laughs> I, I know you've warm it up to her begrudgingly sure you reluctantly assist naya with uh cleaning up this this big mess of porridge um and uh the i'm gonna taste a little bit of it while i'm cleaning it up it tastes pretty good. I mean, I don't, I don't know that you necessarily eat the one from the floor. Sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> it tastes less good. It tastes like, <laughs> it tastes like something good that fell on the floor. <laughs> it tastes like something good with a little dirt and grass in it. But I mean, it's like it tastes like porridge. It tastes fine. You finish tasting this porridge. An hour, I think. Do you do you help Naya with like putting stuff in Triffin boxes for a while as well, or do you just kind of hang out? I help her, but I use magic. What do you use? I disguise the porridge so it's not there. Anymore. You can't do that. So you gotta <laughs> try again. You have thaumaturgy. Okay. You can make the porridge. I do have spooky. thaumaturgy. Uh, I make the porridge make ghost sounds. Okay, yeah. So all the porridge that they hand out for the rest of the night is like very spooky. Ooh. Make a deception check. <laughs> Fifteen plus, plus uh, six. Okay, yeah. So uh, everyone's <laughs> just kind of like you, you start. They start noticing like you know this. Everyone takes the porridge, goes back to their apartment, and then like yells in terror. <laughs> Jim, I'm very uh, he, pleased with the, this. Result. Jeremy turns to you guys and is like, "Y'all know anything about that?" And then Nia looks very confused, and then she just looks at you. 
What? And then she looks back at Jeremy and she's like, no. <laughs> Thank yeah, that's right. No, no idea. Um the Beats me. They they hand out food for another like hour and then they um they clean up. Um and then you and your mom are just sitting on a park bench. Um it looks like they're getting ready to burn the effigy of, of <gasps> Sam Hain. Lots of people are gathered. Fire time. But Naya, she turns to you and she goes, Um, Salt, I what what were you doing here? Like why did you come to this this place? Like what was your plan? I, I know it wasn't to help hand out arms. oh absolutely not no no I, I was just here because i i figured that there had to be something fishy in the in the porridge and i, I was gonna investigate and uh and take notes did you you didn't find anything fishy in the porridge i'm guessing not yet but i will there's okay well thank you <laughs> thank you very much for for helping um it's a lot of work yep. that yep no one expected <sighs> you to do she then looks looks at looks at the effigy and it's starting to everyone's kind of getting ready to you know think of their think of their uh, negative feelings. Oh yeah. Um, which Naya looks like she closes her eyes. Um, Salt, what do you do? I am definitely gonna think a negative thought and and summon a flame. You're gonna set on fire. Mm-hmm. What negative thought are you going to think of? I'm gonna think of. Everyone at school who's ever been mean to me. So, Hamlock and and yep, Ren. And Ren. And, yep, I'm um, I'm mentally setting them on fire. Okay. Somewhere their clothes catch <laughs> on fire and they die. No. Yeah, you think about people who've picked on you, which I guess is kind of <laughs> weird now because you are very popular, uh, uh, powerful, and powerful. <laughs> um, and you close your eyes, and uh, I'm sure Thaumaturgy can let you do this. You just set it on fire. Hell yeah, um, I do. And it ignites quickly, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" Like they're, they're surprised. <laughs> um, and then you you open your eyes and you see that this effigy of Sam Hain—it's a goat. It's just a like a wicker goat. Like it's not. It's it's about um it's about as big as like an end like a nightstand. It's not it's not super huge, but it's on like a little platform, and everyone's kind of excited, and they all like cheer. And then uh, Naya stands up and she goes, "Um, well, uh, I um." I don't think I have to clean up or anything. We may as well head back to the Gersten and and be done with today. Um, oh, okay. Well, I need to do a little jig first. Okay. Before the flaming goat, I need to dance. Go ahead. Thank you. And I dance very awkwardly and poorly. And the she, most white person dancing you've ever seen. I think she uh, she watches you do this for a while, and she kind of uh, she kind of giggles. <laughs> and she she says um your father didn't pay for lessons for you to be able to dance of all the things he said that you would learn to do dancing i'm sure was one of them i i feel like learning to do the running man is learning to dance so i can don't you, can you can you do is. the running man i can do half of it roll to running man <laughs> <laughs> this will be plus perform. This will be a uh, plus performance, but I'm gonna give you disadvantage because salt is. Aww. Yeah. All right, twelve and five. God damn it! Yeah. Five so plus. I think you three. almost fall down trying to do this <laughs> running man. And she, <laughs> Naya giggles again, and she's like, "Well, that was something. That was I, something." I'm working on it. 
I can tell. Um, and then uh, Nia walks over to you as you're trying to running man, which <laughs> I'm thinking the part that you screwed up is when you brought your right leg up, you kicked the back of your thigh and fell. Absolutely. Yes. Nia gets like uh, right, like right behind you and she kind of kneels down and she's like, uh, tr- try again. And you move to running man again. And right before your foot hits yourself again, Naya grabs your foot and kind of adjusts it so you don't and you immediately figured out like what you were doing wrong (laughs) (laughs) oh you're not supposed to kick yourself no you're not supposed to kick yourself that makes a lot of sense it does doesn't it yeah Uh, Naya stands up and she goes um well you've done your little jig I'm glad we could figure it out Um, I am now a dancer you are now a dancer. Um, shall we head back? Um, the two of you walk back to uh, the Gersten um, relatively uh, quietly. You know, she looks tired, like her hairnet's off and her hair is kind of like, like normally she has these really tight braids. It looks like she's been, it look, they look loose because she's been working. What do you want to do? I'm going to ask her about this hook and basket situation. Okay, go ahead and do that. <laughs> All right, so... Here's what I want to know. Who's the leader? Of the... of Hook and basket. Who's the basket and who's the hook? Um, she. It looks like she thinks for a minute and then she goes, um, well, uh, Salt, I, there's, there's a Modernian regional administrator for the hook and basket, but they're not really so much... Give me a name. His name's Rick. He, he, Rick. Has, a, he has an office in Spring Willow. Is that so? Yeah. Well, I might just have to see what Rick is up to when I get home. Yeah, he's probably just coordinating volunteer efforts around Spring Willow and the area beyond. It Sounds fake. Okay, I guess it sounds fake to you. Two of you walk a little ways back to the Gersten. And then um, she walks to, uh, she basically, she's walking back to the room um, where Richard is. I think she doesn't. It's late now, so, like, if there was any kind of party or anything that's happening, it's long since, like, dispersed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she's just heading back to the room, you imagine, like, probably to go to bed. Um, what do you want to do? Am I am I staying with them? Yeah. Or, okay, yeah. Well, then I guess I'll just I'll follow her. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you you go back and you when you get in, you see that um, Richard looks like he's probably gone to bed. Naya uh, has gone into the bathroom, most likely to like shower off. <laughs> um, your room is still like it like it looks like obviously people have been here and like the fire is dying down. Um, there's there's some dirty dishes and like the sweet sink that uh, that looks like a servant's cleaning up. Um, but you're pretty much just like you know you're alone you're alone in your room. Um, oh. What do you want to do? Do I uh, do I have a present for my parents? I don't remember. You bought a present for your mom. Uh, you got her like a concealed uh, a knife that you can easily conceal. Oh fuck yeah! Did I get one for myself too? No, no. Damn. You just you just got a knife for her. Shit. All right. Well, I guess I'll just uh, wait for her to come out of the bathroom. Surprise her with a knife. Surprise her with a knife. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay. Uh, okay. After, um, it doesn't take very long. I think you're probably just sitting at the, in, in one of the plush, like live, like living room chairs. Um, Naya comes out and she's like in like 
her bath, like her nighttime clothes, so like your sleeping clothes. Pajamas? I don't know why that was. <laughs> sleeping clothes. Um, and she, she sees that you're still up and she's like, oh, I didn't know you were still awake. Salt, did you, did you need something? I, I have a present for you. Uh, you say that. Uh, and she kind of eyes you suspiciously. <laughs> um, what don't do you do? Don't worry. It's, it's violent. Uh, yes, but I, okay, so it's a, uh, here, open it. Um, so she, uh, describe the box that it's in. Or describe what it's in. It's in a um, very oversized box um, that's wrapped like partially. And you so didn't think to find a smaller box. I guess this is what it's in. I oh. guess this is what this is. Yep. And uh, then I, I put a little bow on it. Uh, so she takes this and she kind of like pops it open as best she can. <laughs> I, she doesn't. I think she has the thought to do the thing where like you take the wrapping paper off slowly, but <laughs> she doesn't do a great job at that. <laughs> Um, she kind of just rips it off because she's exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she opens the box and looks inside. Um, and then she reaches in and she pulls out. What does this knife look like? Um, okay. So. Because or- originally you said it was like a kitchen knife. But like, like what, what really does this knife look like? Because I imagine okay. you would. Because uh, salt for salt, money was no object with this. Oh, particular yeah. Thing. So describe what this knife is. Okay. So. This knife is uh, has like a very white marble handle, okay. And then the blade is like retractable, but it's also like six or seven inches long and serrated. Is it? Does it flip or does it like like? It flips. It, so it's it's almost like a butterfly knife. It's not so much like a switchblade where you press a button and it pops out. It's like it it flips up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she holds it. And like she, she noticed, like she doesn't know what it is obviously at first, but then she kind of like flips it and she sees it becomes a knife and she like, she kind of twirls it in her hand and she looks at it and she goes, um, it looks like she's, she's about to like say something and then she stops and then she like closes the knife back up and then, uh, she, she closes her eyes for a second and then she says, I can't accept this. And she hands it back to you. Why? Make a, you know what? No, you wouldn't, mm. this just wouldn't work. Um, yeah, oh. you, you say why. Oh. And she just says, Salt, I, I just don't, I don't want it. I just don't want it, okay? And then she like reaches up and kind of like um, squeezes like her hair, like to get water. It looks like, I guess, to get water out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think she just, I then, then I think she just, um, I don't. I think she just says goodnight, like quietly, and then just like walks away from you. Well, fuck me, son of a bitch. Now I got a knife. How, do, how does well, salt? You still have this knife. Um, yeah. Here's a fun thing to ask. How does salt feel? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously slighted, and uh, salt holds a grudge. So she's a little hurt. But um, she won't admit that she's hurt. She just feels, she'll just feel like she's Just mad. be mad. Yeah. Okay. Well, Salt, that's the end of your Yule adventure. That's what happened. <laughs> My mom doesn't love me. Yeah. So, so <laughs> the, next, um, the next arc starts. The next adventure is the start of the next arc. Isn't that exciting? Ooh. That's exciting. Yeah. You, wanna, you guys want to do a little teaser for that? Let's do a tease. Okay. Tease me. <clears throat> All right. Tease me. <laughs> um... Um, not a few weeks, a couple days later. 
There's um, a big difference. I, there is a big difference. I, my sense of time is all fucked up because of this whole coronavirus. It's already over. Well, now you have uh, to bleep that. <laughs> well, actually, it doesn't matter for podcasts. Anyway, and we see, we being like the audience and everybody, we see Maximus Mile, the street where um, Salt's house is and where many of the nicest homes in Spring Willow are. And it is glorious. Um, the streets are lined with flowers that are kept magically growing even in the din of winter. Um, and we see like these tall like oak trees that you just want to sit underneath and hang out. It's really, really nice. And we see many of the homes on um, Maximus Mound. They're all opulent with these large hedges and these big gates and many stories with gilded columns. And then we come to a two-level home that is comparatively very humble to the rest of the houses on Maximus Mile. And as we get closer to this house, we see that there is a, a placard on the door labeled um, Cashier um, in really nice, like, metal, like someone gilded uh, a piece of steel with gold, um, which lets us know that this is the Cashier residence. And as we go into the house, we see that we are in a large entry hall with a marble floor with this black and white checkerboard pattern and there's this tremendous staircase and as we go up the staircase we see that there is a portrait of a young woman this huge um like 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 two scales portrait of a woman sitting in a chair and um it's a young woman with short black hair and she looks very stern and we recognize who this person is um because this is uh kian who as we all know, is the student council president for uh, Spring Willow Academy. Um, the portrait is here because obviously this is her home. And as the basically as the camera moves up the stairs and down a long hallway, we find uh, the hallway is darkened and the only light is coming from a bedroom door that's slightly open. And as we go into this room, we see Kian, um, and she's sitting at a large, uh, like, wooden desk in a big leather chair and she's got her hands on her eyes and she looks um absolutely exhausted um and as we come closer we see that piled up around her are tons of uh books and uh notepads and like big old pots of ink with quills in them like she's been doing some kind of like research or study or something like that Fan fiction. Fan fiction, yes. And then um, she she brings her hands to her eyes and she rubs them for a few seconds and sits back. And then she looks out um, her window um, at some of the other houses on Maximus Mile. Very slowly, she reaches down um, under her desk and pulls out a uh, like it looks like a like a notepad that's uh, got this very nice looking stationery like that you can like tear off. Mm -hmm. um, and then she sets it down on like her desk blotter. And then she reaches over and grabs um, a quill and uh, she dips it in ink. And at the very top of this piece of paper, she writes up the words guest. And then she underneath begins to start writing names. Ugh. And that's where we'll stop. <laughs>